What's up? This is Bakari Sellers, and I'm host of the Bakari Sellers podcast. You know, twice a week on my podcast, we cover all the news, the issues of the day through interviews with all types of guests. And so far, I've talked to people like Deshaun Watson, Charlamagne the God, Donna Brazil, even my good friend Hillary Clinton. So listen to the Bakari Sellers podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game and they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where we have some excitement happening on the basketball side this week. Stay tuned. Follow the Ringer NBA show for a couple of announcements. I don't want to spoil it. I'll, I'll have more for you on Tuesday about that. Uh, TV Concierge is a podcast we had started doing right before the pandemic, little 15-minute mini pods, and now we're going to be bringing that back this week. We are going to be doing at least three a week, little 15-minute recaps. There's so much good TV going on right now that uh, we can't resist doing little recaps. I will be doing uh, the first one on Monday, so stay tuned for that. It is a movie that was on, I don't want to spoil it, either Hulu or Netflix. I'll give you one of those two choices. I'm going to be uh, breaking that down. Little 15-minute podcast available only on Spotify. Speaking of Spotify, the Rewatchables Library has moved exclusively to Spotify. You can still hear all of the Rewatchables episodes from the past 60 days, as well as a couple classic episodes wherever you get your podcast. But the entire library dating back to 2017 is available only on Spotify. We have a new Rewatchables coming up uh, Monday night, Wall Street. Me and Brian Koppelman did that one. So that it, that will be there in about 24 hours. Also, the Book of Basketball is going strong. I put up a podcast about Kevin Garnett that Jackie McMullen and I did. If you missed it, go check it out. Coming up, the cousin and I are going to break down a typically ridiculous weekend of football. First, Pearl Jam. All right, the cuz is here. Just, 
I didn't even know what to say about this weekend. We had <laughs> the single dumbest football game I think we've ever had since I've been an NFL fan. Denver loses all their quarterbacks to COVID. The NFL's like, no, nope, keep playing. Yep. Just do it. And it was so enticing that the line for Denver to score more than 10 and a half points was plus 140. And I was like, fuck it. They'll, maybe they'll get a defensive touchdown. The, the running backs, nope. They couldn't even barely get first downs. They threw picks. It was the single worst game I think I can ever remember seeing on any of my television screens. Cuz, uh, what, what was your take watching this? I felt bad a little bit because I don't know. Would you have found that 10 and a half over under if I didn't alert you to it early this morning? I, I, no, because I, I, I was trying to figure out a way to bet the, the plus 17 teased with the uh, over under. Yeah, that was and been bad there was too. no you weren't you weren't allowed to do anything with that game, so I just ended right. up doing the over. Well, yeah, I, I can't stand it. I can't under I can't stand it or understand it. I, I don't know why some games play. I don't know why some games don't. I don't know why Ravens are half their squad has COVID, but they're still going to play Tuesday. Yeah, um, but Denver was forced. I guess they wanted to make an example out of Denver because there was footage or a picture of something wh where the quarterbacks were hanging out together. So they they mm. broke protocol there, which is ridiculous to me that this still goes on. They need to do the Air Force One treatment where the president flies and then the vice president's on another flight. So they're never together. Like, I can't believe this is still a thing, but it makes me think that it is a little bit arbitrary, right? Just as draft picks are going away, there's going to be fines levied. The Titans probably should have forfeited two games, but because their behavior occurred earlier in the season, they get a break and they weren't forced to play with half a team. I know. I don't get it. And then you have to bet on these games and, and, and you're in pools and stuff and the, you're running fantasy leagues. It's disgusting. Yeah, being running a fantasy league or being involved in a fantasy league is just so much work than it used to be. We have these yeah. little injured list things, but I, I just go back to the NFL obviously made a decision like in mid-August. Mm -hmm. We're having the season. We're treating every COVID thing like it's a sprained ankle or a pulled hamstring. And that's just what we're doing. We're not bending the rules. We're not changing our strategy here, no matter what happens. Even if a team loses all its quarterbacks two hours, mm -hmm. two days before a game, <laughs> screw it. They, they can play the running backs, a quarterback. Uh, oh, this guy, this receiver on, Bro on the Broncos, he was an all-state high school champ who also played some QB in college. They'll be fine. Yeah. Let's just do it. Just throw I, them out there. I just... You know, and I know I'm looking at it from the NFL's perspective and they're like, OK, if that Raven Steelers game plays Tuesday, they will have gone 12 weeks without having to miss a game. Right. Or having yep. someone forfeit a game. And that's pretty good. That's pretty cool that they could do that. But that's where they're like, hey, no asterisk here. We're playing all our games and on time. So you can't put an asterisk like. Yeah, you can. You're making a team play with no quarterbacks. They had a they had to elevate a wide receiver from Wake Forest from a practice squad to to play. The guy had more. He had one completion and two interceptions. That's like that's not even a real game. Like who the fuck cares if you add weeks in the end of February? Like if the Super Bowl was played in March, do you really care? Is the Super Bowl going to be like we remember it with fans and parties and all that shit? No. So play it in March. Move. Get three bye weeks or whatever. Put these games where they belong. And I don't I don't get why they're rushing all this garbage. I actually get why they're doing it. And I'm not defending it, but I get it. I think once once they open the Pandora's box and take care of it, then it's like, where do you stop? Where do you draw the line? The way they're doing it now is just like, eh, sorry. 
And I would draw the line at four quarterbacks being out and forcing another guy that never played the position to do it or play who threw eight touchdowns and seven interceptions in college to play. I, I, I don't know. That, that just Did you watch crazy. the beginning of that game? Cause the oh. first couple of plays was kind of fun, right? You're like, well, Oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the thing I did watch. Maybe that's yeah. the thing. Like they got more eyeballs on that than they maybe normally would have. Well, but not after 20 minutes, right? 20 sure. minutes in you go, Oh, I can, I now see why a quarterback happens to be important. Yeah, and in a way, I was you kind of need one like, of those. It's like kind of cool. It's not. It's not like the movie version of this where the kid comes out and throws four touchdowns. Like it, it showed how hard this sport is. So it's like, all right, at least that put uh, things in perspective. But I feel like I had that perspective already. <laughs> I didn't right. Even see it. Well, the best thing about it was it definitely was whatever the replacements for 2020 would be with Keanu Reeves, right? Where you have like <laughs> this practice squad guy it's his last chance and he used to play QB in college but maybe he had like a broken shoulder and never panned out they moved yeah. to a receiver this is his one chance to come back Michael B. Jordan is, right. the, is the is the QB gets thrown in throws for four TDs he becomes like a Willie Beeman kind of arc right no whatever happened today with Kendall whatever his name it what was his last thing Kendall it was hint hint uh Kendall Hinton. Hinton Hinton, right. Yeah. Take take a Hinton. Yeah. <laughs> it was the opposite. We <laughs> right. had uh in our keeper league, Connor picked him up for four dollars <laughs> and started him at receiver and got minus points. He got a minus two point six five. It was extraordinary. It's like three yards per dollar, I think, right? <laughs> four dollars. Craziness. Uh, honestly, the dumbest thing I've ever seen on a Sunday. I, I'm not even mad. I I there was a time in my life where I would get furious and rant and rave, but it, this is just so abjectly stupid right. that I, and on top of it, they're running these COVID commercials. The NFL is like, want you to be safe during sure. holidays with COVID. It's like, you guys don't give a shit about anybody. You don't care about human beings. Right. Of you don't care so. about one person who works for your league. That one. Yeah. They're going to plow through. We haven't missed the game. Haven't missed a week. Don't have to add a week. But the so thing is, I, I think every human being has to draw the line in this stuff. And it's like, if you're watching it and you're talking about it, you're betting it, you're doing the fantasy, we're all complicit. I'm sure. not, I'm not doing the holier than that thing. I watched football for 10 hours today. Like I always did. It's not like, oh man, I'm disgusted. I'm out. I still watched it. I'm as bad as everybody else, but no, I you're thought, worse. You're worse. Than everybody you're else, but slightly no, worse. No, <laughs> I, I'm bad too. But what my takeaway from this weekend, and I feel like Three weeks of sports went on since we last talked on last Sunday between golf and boxing, and I'm sure we'll get to it. But my takeaway from this weekend was, A, it's going to be really hard to get through the rest of the year, and B, yeah. what the hell does it matter? The Chiefs are so much better than everybody, and they're not right. even the undefeated team. The Steelers, I, I, I'm included, I'm disrespecting the Steelers by saying the Chiefs are way better. They just are. you got to catch them on a really weird day to beat that team. Don't you think I was thinking about Kaepernick and Tebow today, mm -hmm. two guys who could basically be guns for hire and just yeah. be available for the next time a Denver situation like this happens. Like Kaepernick should have been on a plane in two hours. I right. don't know if they could have added him to the roster, you know, that late, but he could just be this hired gun that goes from team to team. Every time their quarterbacks get demolished. I, I, what did that line go from five and a half to 17? Yeah. I saw it as high as 17. Yep. So Drew Locke to <laughs> a guy from the practice squad is worth 12 and a half points. What was the final score of that game? New Orleans won by... Final score was 31-3. So they won by 28. <laughs> it wasn't enough. <laughs> and they weren't even really playing that well either. 
that no, game was ridiculous. And well, then we sorry have, about the over 10 and a half, but it was looking like you were at one point you were listen, that field goal. That was I, insanity. Yeah. I lost every bet I did except for uh the the teasers. That was a bad way. I had my week. my bet against the teams that are tanking for Trevor Lawrence tease. The first one I unveiled. That was oh, the only right, one that right, hit. Right. Yeah. The Cleveland and uh Miami. Well, so we had that, and then we had the whole Baltimore saga, which mm -hmm. ruined our Thanksgiving night. We mm -hmm. didn't get our Thanksgiving night game. That sucked. And then yeah. now it's getting pushed to Tuesday. It's holding every fantasy league hostage. I mean, granted, there are worse problems to have in life, but um, yeah. yeah. But okay. it's like they could end up, that game could just get postponed, and then these people have, there's never been this much fantasy chaos, I don't think, ever, right? Well, and it killed the Thursday game, too, which I have a vested interest in, which was going to be the Ravens-Cowboys. And now that's moved to next Monday night, which is like 2 o'clock Pacific time. Who the hell yeah. is going to watch, be watching then? But, uh, yeah, everything's thrown out of whack. Now the Ravens are the bad guys. Before the Titans were the bad guys. And I guess now Denver quarterbacks are on the shit list, too. Well, one other subplot today was uh, the gambling public pretty much got crushed today. Yeah. The, this was a demolition. We talked about the watch out that game looks too easy game. Mm. There were a few of those today. By the way, you try to solicit a name for that, the too easy game. I got a lot of people said it's the Stormy Daniels game. Looks easy, but isn't. But that but isn't part. We need work, right? I'm not sure. It looks easy. I get it. No offense to Stormy. I met her. She's a very nice woman. But um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she was on Kimmel the Stormy one Daniels game. The Stormy Daniels game. Well, <laughs> I asked our friends at FanDuel, yeah. was, was there some one-sided action today? Mm -hmm. The answer was yes. The Giants, they had a 91% handle and 90% <laughs> of the bets on that game were on the Giants. The Browns were 84%, 82%. Cardinals were 76% and then 87% of the bets. Mm -hmm. Raiders were 74%, 82%, and the Rams were 70%, 78%. Over By five. my calculations, <laughs> yeah. none of those five teams covered. That's uh, how I remember it from viewing, yeah, too. In fact, the Raiders did not have a chance. A couple of them won on teasers, though, right? If you had the Giants and Cleveland right. on the teaser, you won. Giants finally won a close one. But uh, If you tease the Giants, get professional help. <laughs> you don't like That's, that, right? No, that it just it just immediately enters some sort of rehab place. <laughs> so this goes back to a theory I've had that I might just have to try one of these years because I don't know if people listening even fully understand, but we're not very good at gambling. We right. understand it. We can speak mm -hmm. the language. We're, we're, we have our ups and downs, and that's about as kind as we could say. The move is to just take underdog home underdogs or underdogs every week and then just look at where the money is and go the opposite. And there were mm -hmm. some 84%, 16% uh, yeah. action. Just even if it doesn't feel right, even if you're like, wow, that's crazy. I can't believe. Why would anyone take that team? That's usually the team you should take. And I just one yeah. of these years, I'm just going to do that. It's yeah, it's good. And it comes out in the end. Well, first of all, this is one of the top three out of the last 20 years for underdogs. And specifically, I think home underdogs, they were um, nine and four, I guess, nine and five after tonight's game uh, this week. But you got to change your whole viewing habit, though, right? If you're taking underdogs, you're most likely rooting for a shithead like Ryan Finley to throw a touchdown in the fourth quarter, right? You're going to root yeah. for bad quarterbacks almost all the, all the whole day. So 
Yeah. I don't know. You, you can't get excited if Mahomes throws a touchdown pass. Not that you, it was Mahomes Brady today, but if there's a mismatch in quarterback play, you're, you're going to be on the bad side of it. Yeah. You're rooting for bad quarterbacks like Ryan Finley, Trubisky, yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. <laughs> <laughs> We're only a game behind him. Holy shit. You are. Yeah. Seven and five. Yeah. We fuck uh, it. No, there's six and five. No, they have twelve. They have twelve wins. Twelve games. Are they seven and five? Yeah, they in Carolina. The only two teams with twelve. Oh, so we're five and six. So we're a game right. and a half back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to catch the bucks. Laugh back? I don't even I care don't. if I don't even <laughs> care if we make the playoffs. I just want to <laughs> catch the bucks. Yeah, the uh, I if I had to say the the two easy game, because mm-hmm. even Cardinals Pats, which I think most people like the Cardinals, they're still that kind of Belichick at home. We crossed them off. You made us cross them off. That's the only reason I thought it was too easy. But go ahead. What were we going to say? Raiders-Falcons, I think, was the too easy game. Yeah. Raiders are great last week. Julio gets scratched an hour before the game. Mm-hmm. The Falcons are just hot garbage. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, the Raiders. Why? I mean, only three? What? And they got demolished. And Carr looked like the car that we made fun of for years and years. And now, when you look at the uh, the playoff picture, they free-falled now. Mm-hmm. They're way back. They're they're and Cleveland's kind of in the driver's seat in the five seat at eight and three, with uh they play both New York teams they they're they're probably going to end up with at least ten wins but uh that was a devastating one for Vegas. Well, again, I was uh, yeah, and you're right. It, that was the biggest surprise because for, what forty three to six and Atlanta dropped the touchdown too. It probably could have been worse. But yeah. you don't you think after what they did to Kansas City and that's this probably worked against them like. Uh, they just have nothing in the tank, right? Uh, what, what more could they do to win, to beat Kansas City? Now they have to go to pitiful Atlanta, indoors, and Carr and and uh, and Jacobs, who eventually got hurt, couldn't get anything going. Like, really, not one thing going on that team. But, um, yeah, I, I, but again, my takeaway was these teams that I liked, like the Colts and the Raiders and, uh, I don't know, who, who else, like Arizona, who we liked all year, I'm like, that doesn't matter. The Chiefs are so much better than these teams. I get that it's single elimination, but what are we real rooting for here? I got this was my first really bad gambling week where not only did I lose the games, but my the teams got killed. Mm-hmm. Like like you Vegas got murdered. You know, yeah. I I had the Bucks plus three that I jumped on to try to chase, and they yeah. ended up pushing. I think just because so many people had bet on the Chiefs, but that was like a moral victory. The tough one was the Chargers one, which we'll get into later. But the Chiefs um, had 17 after the first quarter and they were held to 27. That that's kind of weird. I will say that. They are having trouble closing out games, but they do feel like it feels like they go just go through the motions offensively and could do any one of four things each play. Let's take a break because I want to talk about that Chiefs game. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time. The stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay, that can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, When you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. 
This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's going to happen. It's going to get warm. You're going to start wearing shorts. You're going to start wearing bathing suits. You're just You're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside. Do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. All right, so one of your takeaways was that the Chiefs were um, way better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. The Tyreek Hill thing got really exciting there. Where it seemed, what I love when Flipper Anderson, Flipper Anderson, one of the best 200 receivers you've ever seen, probably not, right? Pretty nondescript. Like who, who is his, who's his doppelganger now for 2020? Like Curtis I Samuel? I don't even know. He ran through the tunnel. That's what I remember. Against the Giants. Yeah, maybe he was slightly yeah, better yeah. than I remember, but yeah. Flipper Anderson's the big winner every time somebody lights it up for two and a half quarters. They're just like, oh man, Flipper Anderson, 336. Oh, he's the and, right, uh, right, yeah, yeah. And they always mention it, but um, but one other thing, I was texting with Matthew Barry, where uh, Hill had 50.1 fantasy points like halfway through the third quarter. Jesus. And I... And I I had remembered doing this in a column a million years ago. And then I remember Barry and I, I'd remembered almost like you have these fantasy deja vu where like Barry and I probably texted about this in 2008, but I can't remember what it was. So anyway, he dug it up. He dug up the, uh, the 18 guys. It's the 55 club for fantasy. Mm -hmm. 18 guys have had 55 points, 55 fantasy points with traditional scoring. So the highest ever was Billy Cannon. Well, had a, yeah, yeah, Billy Cannon, <laughs> sixty-eight point. He had a sixty-eight point game. Jerry yeah, Rice there was, was there second. Were three fantasy leagues with Billy Cannon. No, there were no better. fantasy, but yeah, just okay. like if All you right. go through the stats and it's like who had the highest. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Jerry Rice had a sixty-five point five. Four guys have been over sixty, and eighteen total have been over fifty-five. Are they mostly wide receivers? Do you have the list with you? Yeah. So I, it's. I, I'll just go quick. Billy Cannon, yeah. Jerry Rice, Jimmy Smith, Jerry Butler, Jerry Rice again. Jamal Charles, Steve Largent, Art Powell, Gail Sayers, mm -hmm. Clinton Portis, Kellen Winslow, oh, Abner wow. Haynes, Sean Alexander, LaDainian Thomas, and Jim Brown, Priest Holmes, Chris Johnson, and Doug Martin. Remember the famous Doug Martin, 55.2? Oh, yeah. Right, right. Oh, yeah. So Tyreek did not join the uh, 55 club. But oh, Jerry, man. What does he Jerry, have to do? Jerry Rice is our only two-timer. Proving yet again, Jerry Rice was the best wide receiver of all time. Yeah. But um, Tyreek... It always drives me crazy. It's like when a basketball player has 60 and they take the guy out. Yeah. Like that, the Chiefs were winning that game. Like, get, get Tyreek the record. Get him to 350. Right. What are you doing? He had, th he had 260 yards. He if had a quarter and two, a half left. 269, 13 receptions. Yeah, they didn't do anything really offensively. That's what I mean. I don't I don't even know if they care half the time. Like I see, I don't know if I brought up last year, but like when Kelsey is in motion, he's just yeah. jogging. It's so obnoxious the way he's like jogging in motion and like Mahomes and these double reverses that end up being passes and like, oh, well. And by the way, they kicked a field goal from the from the one yard line, the half yard line. Like, I don't know. It's almost like they're just trying to challenge themselves. 
us not betting on Mahomes to win the MVP like three weeks ago is is my worst moment in 2020 from a gambling standpoint. So is he at 30 what were we and doing? two? He's 30, 30 touchdowns, two interceptions, 3,500 yards. He's so far ahead of whoever the second guy is. It's I like, know. it's fucking over. I'm with you. I think he could p- play two or three more games and be okay. Like he wouldn't even have to finish the season. I like. It was fun hearing Romo announce his game and yeah. just get uh just get fired up like five or six times just because the guy's so freaking good. And then the right. other thing is when you watch Mahomes in the late game, Mahomes in the late games, mm-hmm. this is after the 10 early games where most of the quarterbacks are horrific. Yeah, really bad. You know, like Cam Newton, like can't even get to 100 yards. Yeah. You're going down the line and then then this guy comes in the late games and he's just perfect. He's doing everything great. He's got a right. cannon. He can run for first downs, whatever he wants. It's like, oh, that's how you're supposed to well, play Well, there are quarterback. two quarterbacks with under 100-yard passing that won today. I yeah. think Cam was one. Who, who was the other one? I can't remember. Well, it was, uh, it was uh, Taysom Hill. Oh, Taysom Hill, right. That makes sense. <laughs> Cam was terrible and... I don't know how the Pats won, and I and we crossed the Pats off last week. And meanwhile, they definitely have a chance to make the playoffs. What do we do? We have to keep them crossed off. Yeah, we, we have to hope, keep them crossed off. Hope not to eat crow here. Yeah, um, that was bad. The uh, the Chiefs. I'm with you. If you if you just, I don't care that Pittsburgh is probably going to have home field. Yeah, I don't think home field's necessarily even going to matter. But you don't want to play the Chiefs. They, Are you they're the me? clear, clear, clear favorite right now. Chiefs, Colts, Chiefs, Browns, Chiefs. I, I get it. One game. It only takes one game, but um, they, they're just going to plow through these teams. And I, will I was say thinking this for Brady, is, is there something like, I know we want to laugh at him. Is there something with that stadium? He has nine interceptions at home. And we know what Jameis did last year. He has nine picks in Tampa Bay. Maybe there's a weird mystique. Remember how you couldn't kick a field goal in Pittsburgh for the longest time for some reason? I don't know. You think the stadium's that. haunted? That's what you're going with? <laughs> I Over think so. It Tom haunts- Brady being 43 years old and, and <laughs> repeatedly not being on the same page with any receiver? Jameis wasn't 43. He didn't have good vision, but um, he wasn't 43. <laughs> Over 5,000 yards. Near the end, Romo said, Jim, I, I think we could see these two in Tampa in February. I, I saw that. And did this whole <laughs> thing. It's like, he's like, I saw some things that game. I, I think they figured some stuff out. <laughs> I was sitting there like, I watched that whole game. I don't think they figured anything out. Gronk can't be the leading receiver yardage wise, right? He can't. Not with those weapons. I know Evans had two touchdowns, but Gronk had 90 yards and he was a tops, I think, on the team. I'm trying to remember an unhappier team as we well, headed into December. Yeah who actually then ended up winning the Super Bowl. Usually by now you have a little momentum, right? And they have a buy, right? So if you think about it, I don't know if you've thought about this, but is it now all of a sudden, as bad as the NFC East is, whoever has to play that winner, if you look at it from a gambling point of view, that line is shrinking a little bit. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's more than a touchdown if the Rams go to, or Seattle goes to Philly, Washington, whatever you know, or, or Tampa Bay, same kind of thing. I think, I think it's all of a sudden closer wildcard team should definitely win, but I, that was going to be our next segment. NFC East watch. I had <laughs> the G men with seven exclamation points in a four and seven tie with Washington. Good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I know a few giants fans, mm-hmm. you know, a few giants fans. Who's, who's your closest friend? Who's a giants friend? Well, Harry was a Giants fan for many, many years. Now he um, he lives in Arizona, so he stalks Cliff Kingsbury. But if it's Harry, yeah. What about Crazy Brad? Oh, Brad, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, Brad. Yeah, 
Let me tell you something. Yeah. And I haven't talked to all the Giants fans I know about this, but I, mm-hmm. I know Giants fans. I know mm-hmm. them. I know how they're wired. They want the Bucks. Oh, yeah. They want that four or five Bucks matchup with Brady. And if that happens and they beat Brady and knock him out of the playoffs, that will be like the third Super Bowl for them. For sure. With yeah. Danny Jones, a six and ten Giants team as ten point favorites. You fu- fuck you, Giants fans. I know you're thinking it. <laughs> you can all fuck off right now. I know you're thinking it. And the thing that scares me and bothers me is I would be rooting for the Giants in that game. You would, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so that, yeah. that'd be a game I couldn't root for anybody. I know. I hate that. But oh, please, that's an Iran Iraq game. Yes, exactly. Please, please, can we cross off the Cowboys? I know it was days no, ago. No, we're not we doing it. To... No. Oh, for God's sake, no. Simmons. This is stupid already. Enough. No, they're this in team. the they're in the hospital bed with all the tubes in. I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not pulling the puck. I've I've thought about that play all weekend. I should not be thinking about a fourth and ten with 12 minutes left or whatever, down four, and they go from it from their own 20. And the way that handoff was taken by Wilson in the backfield, he needed 24 yards to run for. Are you talking about the worst, the worst fake punt of all time? I hated it. I freaking hated it. I was trying to think what could have happened where that play worked because by the time they finished the handoff and he started his run, even if they had faked out the defense, they they were not faked out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you straight up the gut. That may work with a faked out defense. When you give them seven seconds to adjust, it doesn't happen. And the worst part of this for me as a Cowboy fan, like, oh, it wasn't Jason Garrett after all. It's like, okay, he's in charge of the Giants offense, which is 15th in the NFC. Like, everyone calm the fuck down. I'm like, so so pissed off about this whole season. I'm buying NFC East stock. (laughs) Oh, for the playoffs? Nah, just in general. Jalen Hurts supposedly is going to be playing tomorrow night. That'll be fun. I don't know. Giants so have been it? Giants it, it, have been frisky for like five weeks. Yeah, but it's McCoy now. I mean, they don't, that hamstring doesn't look good for Danny Danny Dimes. So it's it's it could be Hertz, McCoy, Dalton, and uh, and Alex Smith <laughs> could be the NFC East quarterbacks. It's beautiful. I got to be honest. I didn't watch one second of Giants Bengals. Yeah. Well, they won a. Close it popped one. on red zone a couple times, and I was like, oh. That game. Uh, Bengals turned it over at a minute left, had a chance to kick a field goal to win. But um, but the Giants have lost a lot of close ones, so give them one. That's fine. One other goofy thing happened. The the NFC West, which we thought was a potential juggernaut, has yeah. really fallen apart. And we have Seattle playing tomorrow night. They're seven and three. We got the Rams at seven and four, which the and it was a stay away. I stayed away. Yeah. Jared it was a classic. Jared Goff hasn't played like complete shit in a while. He's due. Yeah. And then it happened. It was back. I mean, maybe you just stay away from every NFC West game because the 49ers are the best last place team in all of football, right? Right. Uh, they're well, they certainly seem like, yeah, they seem like the best, the best uh, coach, best run, best yeah. overcoming adversity team. Every, every game they have 14 guys on the right. IR. Yeah. I think they had like 11 or 12 guys. Yeah. You're right. Like, so they're going to play tough, but that doesn't, uh, and you're probably going to go to Arizona next. That doesn't excuse their perform poor performance. They're but, six and five. Yeah. And they have two Rams games left. So there's some loser leaves town potential with that right. all of a sudden. Although, yeah. who knows? The NFC is so bad. Maybe everybody makes it. And then San Francisco's, even though we kind of wrote them off, I don't think they're out of it yet. I know. They're but five they, and six. So, so do they play in San Diego? Like, they can't even go home. Like, this the this city that they've been suing forever said, okay, we're, we're shutting down, and at least for three weeks, 
They have to be gone for three weeks, but then they have to quarantine to come back. So they're not going to see Santa Clara or where their stadium is for five or six weeks. I don't, uh, th th that's a whole other disaster that's thrown Shanahan's way. Yeah, it's he's coach of the year potential. He really Nobody's is. overcome more stuff. Yeah. Uh, two coaches who won't be coach of the year. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury, Anthony Lynn. Anthony mm -hmm. Lynn, we'll start with him. Eight, eight and 19 in his last 27 games. Uh, of those 19 losses, I feel like they probably could have won 15 or 16 of them. He, the whole game was terrible. Um, they did something right before halftime where they had the ball in their own 45. Mm-hmm. And I was texting you in house about it. They called timeout on fourth and two. And then they punted. <laughs> and I was just sitting there. I was trying to figure it out. And it, it almost broke my brain because you would think like, don't call timeout. Let it run down to three seconds and then just try a Hail Mary. Right. What's the point of punting? The punt could get blocked. They could return it for what? I can't think of a single good thing that outcome of calling a timeout. So then you can punt. Punt, right? So that yeah. was weird. He was already on my radar as like that's the dumbest thing I've seen today. Well, and, and then they, they had already lost. Oh, you're going to talk about the rest of the game? I mean, yeah. They, then they, they, then they yeah. complete a hail mary. They're down ten. Yeah. For it, incredible play by Herbert, who mm -hmm. had a lot of bad luck. I thought today, um, guy gets tackled on the two. They race down to down the ball, we think, like 28 seconds left. And they called like a run play. And the mm -hmm. guy didn't score. And now yeah, it's Eckler. like, and then they had to throw it away. And now there's nine seconds left. And I, I've never heard the announcers kill a coach as bad as the announcers killed Anthony Lynn on the telecast. Yeah. And he forgot yeah, for three minutes. Before he could have cut the cut the lead to seven, but went for it on fourth down and kept it at 10. They got busted. But then, yeah, with less than a minute left, they really didn't have a chance. It was just fun to watch this uh, unravel the way it did. I know I want to like him and I like, I want to like his decisions, but um, Matt Patricia must be like, what, the, why don't I have a job? What the hell's going on here? <laughs> right. Well, they could have had the cover, which was the funniest part of the Yeah. Right. 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 Cause you figure like you down it, you score, there's 28 seconds. So if you get the onside, it was uh really bad. And I have a feeling he might not last a week. That might've been the final straw. Oh really? You think so? Yeah. I think that, there's been too many of those for that team now at this point. Oof. I just I think there's one. so much goodwill with the COVID and his speech and his hard knock speech and everything. I thought it would last him the year, but these losses are more and more perplexing. So maybe you're well, right. listen, if you want, if you want somebody who's well spoken and inspirational, like fucking hire Morgan Freeman for the last four, That'd be four good. weeks. Like they at least try that. The other one who's go. terrible was was Kingsbury, who we called this out a few weeks ago. We said this was the flaw in the Arizona ointment was their coach does dumbass stuff mm. and blows games for them. And he did, he did it with the Miami game a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, did you time, say the flaw in the ointment or the fly in the ointment? The, I said the flaw in the ointment, but oh. I really meant the fly in the ointment. <laughs> okay. And the flaw in the ointment. <laughs> There's so um, much in this ointment. We got to dig out. Yeah. He, I thought was the reason the Patriots won the game today. Yeah. I, well, their offense is kind of predictable, right? Like, I'm not saying they have, need to throw a Hail Mary to New Hopkins every game, but he can't be four for 51, right? Or four for 55, whatever he ended up being. He has yeah. to figure into that offense. And if he doesn't, Murray can't run for 31 yards, you know? Otherwise, they're just a pedestrian team. And uh, and your team beat him up. Of course, a little cheating down the down the stretch with some referees uh, helping you out. But, um, yeah, uh, numbers-wise, it doesn't add up with Cam's how how he did it, but um, 
Yeah, I don't know what to say. Harris, what was he, 14 for 47? Like, how did you win that game? I'm still not I sure have, how you won that game. I have no <laughs> idea how we won. We got a goal line stand when they ran right. some terrible plays. And mm. uh, the the big play of the game was in the final five minutes, the third and two. Yeah. I'm just sitting there, you know, you're thinking like, all right, please don't roll Kyler out. That'll get three yards. And it's just like they did the straight, terrible handoff right in the middle. They don't get it. Yeah. They have to punt. And then, uh, you know, Cam got taken off the hook a bunch of times. I am on a, a couple Pats fan threads. And mm. Nikhil Harry has now surpassed Sony Michelle as as the uh, the punching bag on the threads. He Is had one right? of the worst. <laughs> I can't even really identify a single thing that he did. Every single time he was involved in anything, it was a worst case scenario. <laughs> and my buddy J-Bug thinks he should put on 30 pounds over the offseason and they should turn him into a tight end. That's the only way it's going to work. I oh, thought that's actually smart. a good theory because he's so slow anyway. You might as well. Might as well make him a tight end. Yeah, and everyone goes crazy about Jacoby Myers, right? Like this guy is like that that alone should uh motivate him to probably quit football. It's really rough to spend first rounders on a back and a receiver back to back, mm. and they're not good. But the Kingsbury thing, he's cost them two games now at least. And uh from a game management standpoint, it just feels like watching from home we're more competent than he is, which is not a good sign for them. Yeah, because you have, I mean, he's he's uh, out of his element in that division, right? Because McVeigh, we know, is good, and we know Shanahan is good. And which team am I forgetting? Well, Pete Carroll has the pedigree and everything. But yeah, um, yeah he's on the outside looking in. Hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to do a little on Jones-Tyson, and then we'll do uh, guest lines. This episode is brought to you by Burger King, which has the greatest commercial song I think I've ever heard. The ultimate hunger hack has arrived, my friends. BK's Royal Crispy Wraps. Choose from four bold flavors, classic, spicy, honey mustard, and the new, drumroll please, fiery buffalo. Oh yeah, I'm getting that one. They're only, only just $2.99 each because at BK, have it your way, you roll. Try Royal Crispy Wraps at Burger King, $2.99 each. Price and participation vary, U.S. only. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Honey Stinger. This is a show about sports and culture opinions, but right now I want to talk sports facts, the data, the stats. Honey Stinger, sports nutrition, trusted by more than 1,500 pro and college teams. That's right, 1,500. That's all 32 pro football teams. That's 39 pro basketball teams, 29 pro baseball teams and more that prepare, perform, and recover with the delicious taste of Honey Stinger's energy waffles, chews, gels, and bars. Honey Stinger is the one team's trust. Use code SIMMONS for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. That is S-I-M-M-O-N-S for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. All right, so Saturday night, um, one of the weirdest sporting events I've ever watched, (laughs) the Jones-Tyson pay-per-view. Where it came out today, Mike Tyson said he just smoked pot before the fight. I think what that might have been on? that might have been a first. Um, Mario Lopez as our as our host. Jim Gray was the interviewer. Sugar Ray yeah. Leonard was one of the judges. Um, <laughs> they had Jones and Tyson, and I. It seemed like the entire goal was to fool us into thinking it was like two thousand one, but then Roy Jones came out. He had boobs. Right. He was completely exhausted after two two minute rounds. <laughs> and I don't think he landed like a 
scary, decent, any kind of punch for the last five rounds, and somehow it was a draw. I and Vinny Pazienza was one of the judges, and I think he fought Roy Jones, right? So was his mission like I gotta? All right, I lost to Jones. I gotta make it like that was uh, I, I. I did well. I, I don't know. In the back, yeah, you're right. He won either all eight rounds or six out of the eight rounds, and they called it a draw. And it drove me crazy because Tyson, like they like uh, Jim Gray's, like, okay, you okay with that decision? He's like, I really am. I'm okay with that. This is like, what, Mike? I get that you've grown yeah. as a person, and I get that you're probably stoned right now. But we need the old Mike Tyson where he's he's throwing chairs around and beating up like cameramen and uh, ring girls are running for their lives here. How are you okay with a draw? A and B. How are we betting on this stuff? I stayed away. Our friend House. I had stayed Tyson. away. House had Tyson. House and I also had Nate Robinson. I'm sure we'll get to that. That, over was, Jake that Paul. was great. Good one. I, I, I had freaking, <laughs> I had, uh, I had Curry and Manning over. I like, they, they got to do it. They can't snap. We used to get mad that like, why aren't they putting these bet up? Why can't we bet on these things? Like you can't sanction this shit anymore. The, the rules are too crooked. Everything's too crooked about it. Boxing's crooked anyway. And then you give us a draw when a guy won eight, all eight rounds. Outrageous. Well, they were doing the live whatever the live odds were round by round and right. heading into like the seventh round, Tyson was a 33 to one favorite, <laughs> but they were showing the judges and Christy Martin was the only one who had it normal. Then there was, who is the other boxer? Not Pazienza. Uh, I Chad, forget. Chad Dawson. Oh, Chad Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. So heading into the last two rounds, he only had Jones down by two. Come on. And Tyson was 33 to one. And I'm thinking like, Oh my God, th this is going to, and I texted you guys, this is going to be a draw. Yeah. And then seventh, eighth rounds, he gives to Roy Jones. Roy Jones couldn't fucking stand up. He couldn't breathe. He was like heaving. Yeah. And he was like delirious at the end of the fight. They interviewed him. He's like, ah, it's all about Pensacola, man. Pensacola. Yeah. Shout out to Pensacola, man. And he was just like a, a babbling idiot. You know what they should do? Whenever there's a draw, they should do like just how they had it set up. Jim Gray should interview. He's like, okay, I'm going to interview both of you for a minute. Whoever is most coherent wins the match. And, <laughs> right. and it would have been Tyson. Would, oh, it would have been a slaughter worse than the eight nothing in rounds. Like you're, he wasn't making any sense, Roy Jones. Here's the thing. Tyson looked pretty good. Yeah. Roy Jones looked like he should never be allowed to box ever. Mm -hmm. um, and it was funny hearing the announcers like, oh, Roy Jones. Yeah. Oh, the know-how. Right. Like, Come on. Right. Roy, Roy Jones is washed up seven years ago. But Tyson... Actually, I don't know. I would like to see him try to fight a real person. I have to say, I was thinking about it for this podcast. I was thinking like, you know, our fathers grew up with Muhammad Ali and he was obviously great social justice warrior. And he yeah. had like the most, the more memorable matches with, you know, with Frazier and Foreman and everything, obviously. Um, and we grew up with Tyson and I'm glad we grew up with Tyson. I, I yeah. really am. I think he's he was the most ferocious fighter of all time. There was a certain excitement. I, I don't. I've seen a lot of or most of Ali's matches, and I guess it's different. But I, I didn't get the the sense of like something crazy could really happen, short of biting someone's ears off. Like we got excited even for the shitty Tyson fights, right? Like yeah. Tillman mean, and, and like uh, Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But then then we had okay. That was pre prison. Then post prison, there was Razor Ruddock, and then there was a crappy like Peter McNeely stuff. Now yeah. I think we're getting a third round of Tyson. I think yeah. I don't think he's not done, right? I think no. he said he's not done. I don't know who we see him fight. Like Bernard Hopkins is 55. I'm, I don't know. Weight wise, he's probably like probably only still like 145. But 
We could see like three more Tyson fights. I'm excited. I texted you and Jimmy before the Tyson got interviewed before the fight, and I texted you guys and just said, yeah. I just take I take I take Tyson for granted sometimes that he's the unintentionally funniest person of my lifetime. The best. And it's just every time he's talking extemporaneously for five minutes, there's seven laughs yeah, yeah. in there. And it is so goddamn likable too. But I I hope he comes back. I saw enough power and enough, I don't know, hand speed from him that I think it's realistic. I really do. Now, I don't know if, could he stop being punched? I don't know. Like if right. there was somebody who's just circling him, just jabbing yeah, him jabbing. for 12 rounds, that, that probably wouldn't go well. But could he... Could he fight some 38-year-old bruiser and beat the guy? You're like, yeah, I think he could. No, yeah, no, I'd rather see more of, like, the Roy Joneses. I don't even know who I'm thinking of here. I should have thought. Like, who, who would be even... Um, Larry Holmes? Is he still alive? Yeah, he's too, he's too old. I think he was older than Tyson. Well, buddy. one thing I was thinking with Jake Paul is if Jake Paul, if he was basically like, I am the celebrity champion of the world. Yeah. And any other celebrity come at me. Yeah. I have the belt. He makes the belt. He comes out. I'm the celebrity champ. He basically and, is doing all that. Yeah. Yeah. So then somebody's like, oh, you think you're the celebrity champ? And maybe mm -hmm. like the celebrity champ could be a thing. I think Jake Paul's pretty good. He would do it. I think he's talked about McGregor and all that shit, all those guys, but he is pretty good. People get mad. The Pauls are decent boxers. Yeah. They're not bad. And basketball players are not great fighters is the other thing we knew. And Nate Robinson was out of his element and, uh, you know, whatever. It's a couple hundred bucks that I'll never see again. But, oh, my God, <laughs> he got really, he got slaughtered. You knew when he was up, you know, when the ref's like, hey, give me your gloves. If you want to keep fighting, give me your gloves. And he's like, oh, all right. And I'm like, oh, bad move. Bad move, dude. Just stay on one knee. You're it did done. seem like he got rabbit punched. Oh, and the, and the first one? In the the back first knockdown yeah. felt like that was the back of the head. Yeah. The other great thing was, at one point, Moro Ronaldo was killing time <laughs> with Snoop Dogg, Sugar Ray Leonard, and Israel, whatever his name is. Yeah. And it was just, you could hear the producers be like, Moro, it took him five more minutes. All right. And he was just like, and and Snoop Dogg, you're a big fan of, and it was just this <laughs> ad lib extravaganza that I really enjoyed. Snoop, you ever hear of secondhand smoke? <laughs> <laughs> and Snoop was great. I'll tell you one thing. I want him on every fight. Don't you yeah. want soup like right? Like soup is good. Yeah. He, he the rule they broke was they had four guys announcing the fight. Yeah, and they had to give them all. A I, shot. I've, yeah. Four guys doing play by play has never worked ever in the history of sports. But right. if it had just been Snoop and Moro Ronaldo, I think I would have I would have been all in. What else do we need? Yeah, yeah Snoop we, was a big winner. Um it felt like a lot of people ordered that fight. Mm -hmm. Certainly all the people we knew got it, right? Yeah, I never I didn't see the numbers on it, but yeah, it's he's still a spectacle, Tyson. He really is. Roy Jones was popular too. I loved Roy Jones back in the day, right? Yeah. You didn't love him? No? I, I didn't like him as much as some others because I felt like I felt like uh he hung on a little too long. Well, if you did, like Roy only retired, what, three years ago? And you were sending me some videos of his old his last few fights, which were atrocious. I mean, when he gets yeah. knocked out, it's uh it's brutal. It's Nate Robinson esque. But just the fact that he fought three years ago makes you think he would be more in shape for this or more ready. Or maybe just Tyson's just tough to tough to hit. Who do you think was the biggest winner of the night? Snoop. Great. <laughs> I think best. Snoop and whatever Triller is, because I didn't know what the hell Triller was. Oh, yeah, was. what is that? Yeah. I don't Well, it, it was whoever sponsored that fight. Marijuana Jim, wins, too. Whatever, whatever ad they were uh, pimping the whole time. <laughs> 
Well, then they got Jim Gray and Michael Buffer. Yeah, like they right. really made every effort they could to. Uh, right. I, I'm all, I'm down for the Celebrity Championship. They could do that yeah. once a month. I'd be in. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break to guess the lines. All right, we're going to do Guess the Lines. We always use FanDuel for the lines. Add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook this football season. There's a reason it's America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They have great odds on all different betting markets. Unique fun bet types like same game parlay. Exclusive always on promotions. And if you win, they even get your winnings safely to you. In as little as 24 hours right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game. FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back. If you don't win, no strings attached. If you win, keep the cash. If you lose, you get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in sight. Credit. We'll mention when we do guest lines right now, we'll mention a couple games that we like. It's, sometimes it's good to jump on them early before the uh, the, the crazy line shifts begin. Um, if you create same game parlays for any of the games, it's really fun. You got to do it within 24 hours of the game. So, for instance, uh, Baltimore-Pittsburgh, you can hop on there and maybe bet that uh, whoever is going to be the Baltimore quarterback might throw a pick because it's not going to be Lamar Jackson. Tie that with the Pittsburgh money line and you're ready to go. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Be sure to sign up with promo code BS so they know I sent you. FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code BS, must be 21+. plus. Present in Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, Iowa, Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Set credit non-withdrawable expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem. 800-522-4700, Colorado. 800-9 with it, Indiana. 800-GAMBLER, Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee. Redline, 800-889-9789. Or visit 1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right. No Thursday game. No. Kind of a bummer. bummer. It is. Two Monday games. The What are the lines for the Monday-Tuesday game? So we got uh, Seattle Phillies, still Seattle five and a half. Yeah, it's five and a half. And, the and Baltimore-Pittsburgh is what? Well, it was three when we guessed it last week. And now it's yeah. 10. Now it's a, oh, a full 10. Okay. So Sunday marquee game. I'm just doing this for the comedy. Titans Browns. <laughs> Derrick Henry uh, is climbing up the MVP charts. He's certainly sh on the short list of if you bet on the other team and Derrick Henry's doing his thing, you kind of feel helpless. You're like, that's Fuck. it. Shut the screen. I yeah. Tur I can't believe away. I'm on the other side of this guy. I was on the other side of that guy. And uh, my only saving grace, I was like, well, this is going to be First of all, it was before they became the COVID Colts and they had four starters, ironically, against the Titans, the biggest, dirtiest team in the league. Um, they had four defensive starters out. And then they had like, they had a center out. They had uh, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor out. And the yeah. line still stayed at three. And I was like, okay, it's indoors. It won't be cold. They won't have as tough a time tackling Derrick Henry. And I was way wrong. It's a terrible combination where, if the Titans are up, you feel helpless because they can mm -hmm. just ram the ball with him. And if you have the Colts and they're behind, you have Phil Rivers. And once he's down 10, you just give up. Right. He's yeah, not going right. to orchestrate. He's just not coming back. Mm -hmm. Titans-Browns, it's in Tennessee. I have, I have the uh, Titans by five and a half. That's exactly what I had. And I stand by it. Now, they're making this four. 
That's a weak line. I'm not. I'm not buying this Cleveland team. Still not buying it. Every game's the same. It's cold. They play a shitty team. They pull it out at the end. Nick Chubb, you know, runs for something, and then, then you know, ends up having. What did he have? I mean, they're a he different was team with him. Nineteen for one forty-four. No Garrett today. Denzel yeah. Ward didn't play. This was like today was the game that the Browns should have lost because they're the Browns. They're like, oh my god, they lost to Jacksonville. And they actually won it. Do you think they get to 10 wins? I was looking at yeah. you do. I do. Do you see so I, they, they, the Garrett they're a different defense when Garrett's out there. Like if Garrett plays in this Tennessee game, I, I think they have to be taken more seriously. Really? He's one of the three uh, best guys. Oh, for in, sure. Titans, Steelers, Ravens, though, on the schedule. A Ravens team that's gonna need to win. And then Giants, Jets at both of those. One thing uh, I've noticed today is you know I'm not a big Baker fan. I thought mm-hmm. he was really good in the game today. Like he it, more because Stefanski has just completely figured out how to use him and just right. put him in position to succeed, and that's it. But some of the rollout stuff, some of the play action stuff, I thought he, I thought he was solid. I think um, I, I think I, uh, I'm tougher on him because he's in every single commercial. Yeah. So you know, it's like, all right, Baker, enough. You're playing the Jaguars. Why do I have to see you in this progressive ad 47 times? Don't worry, this is the last year for that. Yeah. Next, uh, <laughs> we go to the watchables. I'm going to put Saints Falcons in the watchables instead of the oh. barely watchables because the Saints have been on a little streak. Mm-hmm. Their games are always fun. Saints Falcons. Falcons looked pretty goddamn good today. And uh, I have Saints by four and a half at Atlanta. Uh, I think I get this. I said three. It's three and a half. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, listen, let's not bet Denver. Let's not bet Atlanta. Let's not bet the teams playing Denver. Let's not bet the teams playing Atlanta. Right. Atlanta's Atlanta's four and seven and they're plus fourteen. Plus fourteen point differential? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, four they and made, seven. They easily could be six and five. Made up for lost time today for plus thirty seven today. Yeah. I mean, they had three hundred and four yards today and they they, they scored forty three points. Yeah. <laughs> Colts the Gurley was one of those injuries where it's like, oh man, they don't have Todd Gurley. Right. And you go, okay, they might be better off with right, the next right. three guys on the on the depth chart. Yeah. S- next one is Colts Texans. It's in Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston won two games in about a hundred hours and kind of rejuvenated their season a tiny bit. They're not a playoff team. Yep. The Colts, depending on what week you catch them, they either look like dog shit or they look like an AFC uh, lead contender. I have the Colts by three in Houston. Yeah, that's what I had. Colts three, it's two and a half. So we both get that. Um, yeah, I, I was, I mean, I got killed on Thanksgiving also. This is one of my worst gambling weeks in a while between the golf and, Me the, too. and the Nate Robinson and the Thursday games and Sunday. But do you have a witness relocation program player? Like mine is Deshaun Watson. I want him off that Houston team. I oh, him, I like I, this. I need him to go somewhere else, right? Do, is there anyone else you think about when you think of like, well, we saw what he did with Houston. They're going to be the Shakey's game. They'll be the first round, the first Saturday yeah. game in the playoffs. They'll either win or lose. They're not going to go further than that. He's got to get off that crap team and I may even put him on a crappier team in the Bears, but I think he would be better with the Bears than he is with Houston or anyone good, obviously. So you're saying the Bears should trade like four first round picks for him? Yeah, sure. Anything. <laughs> that You know, I was thinking about that, why that hasn't happened in football yet. Because in basketball, 
the the value of first round picks has has just completely gone haywire, right? right. Mm-hmm. The Davis trade, uh, the Drew Holiday trade, the Kawhi Paul George trade, mm-hmm. and people even Robert Covington goes for two first round picks. Like teams are very willing to trade first round picks now. And I wonder in the NFL that that bridge has not been crossed yet with one of these trades where the Bears just going to Houston. We'll give you five first round picks for Deshaun Watson. Like what would right. be the number to make Houston go, oh shit, really? I mean, I uh, guess it would be harder be now because they signed You them. think it would be five? Yeah, that, the contract is something different. No, it would be like two, right? You think more? For more, Deshaun Watson? I think it would be at least three. Plus pick up the salary? Really? I don't know. Yeah. Well, well basketball, here's the thing. You trade first round picks they're not necessarily starting on your team, right? Football first round pick is definitely meant to start on the team right away, right? Unless it's the Patriots. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh-huh. but Deshaun's my witness relocation. You should think of if there are any. Uh, and uh, I have a few Cowboys that could leave too. That uh, would be better for them. But Deshaun's my guy. Well, for years it was Larry Fitzgerald when he didn't have quarterbacks for all those years. But Remember he made that? the Super Bowl. He almost won. No, the I mean Super after Bowl. that, like. Yeah, right. uh, like after Kurt Warner retired, when it was just like, oh man, Larry Fitz. Yeah, yeah he just runs up the numbers, but can't win. Yeah. Moss was a good one in the mid 2000s. Oh, right. When he was before the Pats got him, when he was like stuck on those crap Raider teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deshaun's a good one. I think that's the right pick. All right. Mitch Trubisky would be last. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. He's much better than Foles. I well, he's definitely better than Foles. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Watch him. He completed an 18 yard pass. I was like, that's it. That's all I need to see. And he throws downfield. Next one is a borderline loser leaves town match, but it's not. But it, mm-hmm. you, you could talk yourself into it being cards, Rams. It's in Arizona. Two teams that um, just love to, every time you're feeling good about them, just kick somebody in the nuts. Mm-hmm. I have the cards by three and a half against the Rams. Uh, I had cards by one. It's Rams by one and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, Damn. this is what I mean. They still they still love the Rams over there. I might stay or, away from this. Or they don't like the cards. Yeah. Well, the cards Man. didn't cover against Seattle, right? They lost I was by a way off on that they one. lost today. Rams lost today. The Rams blew it. The Rams had the ball and up three. I mean, I, th- I thought for sure, like, all right, 49ers had their fun. But I, I don't know. I just thought those are games that McVay wins. But um, they couldn't score there. It's tough. Goff had a couple of the worst series of his career. That wasn't mm-hmm. open. Seahawks, Giants. I have this in the watchables just because of what's going on with the G-men and Russell Wilson. And this just feels like a game where you tease the Seahawks and with five minutes left, it's tied and you're sweating it out. Right. I have this Seahawks by eight. Uh, I said nine and a half and it's nine. Oh, good. Mm. Oh, I'm in good shape here. All right. Five to two. Okay. Keep it going. Yeah. I don't know if it's Colt McCoy. It's not as exciting, right? Yeah. In Seattle. I do like Colt McCoy. Next one is Chargers Pats. This is in Los Angeles. Mm Mm-hmm. A sad one for me. I was always excited for the uh, LA game where the Pats came to town. Oh, yeah. Could uh, do a little Boston hang, all the jerseys. Nope, not going to happen. Yeah, you could hang I, in the parking lot. I'm sure they'll let you in. Yeah. <laughs> I have the Chargers by three and a half. Oh, wow. I said one and a half, and it's one. Jeez. Kitchen sink game, right, for, for uh, the Patriots. They're, they're going to outcoach them. That's one element. 
It's true that it would have to be worth about 14 points, the coaching right. matchup. Yeah. <laughs> Eckler being back, I just thought, I couldn't believe the Chargers didn't get more points. You'd mm -hmm. think they had so many weapons. The Bills had a good pass rush in that Chargers game. Though. I was surprised. That was the yeah, uh, they best their front seven had looked that I can remember this season. Herbert was under duress, but um, but still well, some Well, and dumb, you can run on plays. him, too. If the, today's any example, didn't the Bills have, uh, what they have, like 172 yeah. yards rushing or something? Yeah. Barely watchable. So I only have one in this one. Packers, Eagles. Mm -hmm. We'll see how Jalen Hurts does tomorrow night. I had the Packers by seven and a half against the Eagles. You got that exactly. I said seven. All right. COVID corner. Steelers. <laughs> home for the Washington professional football team. Who the fuck knows? I have uh, Steelers by 11 and a half. I had 11. It's 10. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's what things should turn around, right? Although, oh, the Steelers will be playing on five days rest, so. Well, I hope that's not a stupid game. Just let the Steelers run. Washington with Gibson and McLaurin. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for them to not be competitive. You saw it in that Thursday game. Those two guys, those guys play really, really effing hard. I didn't watch. And, I'll uh, take your word for it. <laughs> the poop fecta, we got four games. We'll go through them quickly. The Bears are home for the Lions. Who's the new Lions coach? Did they pick a coach? You know, I didn't even check. Who is it? I don't think they picked the coach. No. Nobody wants it. Yeah. I've not seen. I, I knew like people didn't like Patricia, but... Boy, oh boy, there were like 10 like former players who verbally came out like on Twitter and like, good riddance, goodbye. Oh, I guess yeah. it wasn't my fault. It was like one after another. Like, holy shit, you don't see that. It was really. tough. Well, he yeah. came in, he tried to do this whole, I'm bringing a new culture thing and mm -hmm. uh, did not go well from day one. I have the Bears by two and a half in this game. I hit this exactly. It's four. Jesus. How, how could anyone put the Bears by four over basically any team except the Jets or the Jacks? I don't know. I mean, the Bears have been getting killed week after week. Yeah. That's stupid. I'm with you. Maybe and, it, and maybe yet I'll never take hot. the Lions. I didn't change it after the Sunday game, so. Dolphins are home for the Bengals. I have Dolphins by eight. I got beat up on this, too. I said seven and a half. It's 11 and a half. Hmm. What it uh, so Tua's thumb is really messed up, huh? Yeah. Although that could actually help the Dolphins this year as a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Fitzpatrick is is uh, a more solid choice when the line's 11 and a half for sure. Vikings, Jags, that's in Minnesota. Vikings won a ludicrous game today. I have no idea how Carolina blew it. And Carolina, it seems like every other week it comes down to Joey Sly trying yeah. to make a really long field goal and somehow it either missing or him shanking it. Yeah, he kicked it further outdoors than he did and, and straighter than he did, you know, against the Chiefs than he did in the in the dome against the yeah. Vikings. So I have Could they the be tanking? I don't say I heard a lot about tanking, but Panthers? Like... Well yeah. the Sly would have to be on the payroll at this point. Um Vikings I have by nine and a half over the Chiefs. Oh, you got it exactly. Shit. Yeah. I had nine. Um yeah, well, you got that uh, Jeremy Chin, two two touchdowns, thirteen tackles, kept the Panthers in that game. Jeremy Double Chin, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Vikings not out of it. Well, if they didn't lose that dumb game to my suck squad there, the Cowboys, they would have been right in there, right? Uh, yeah. Otherwise, like, and they play Tampa, right? I think is that their 
Brady's got a bye. That might be their first game back after the bye. They could clinch basically a playoff spot beating the Vikings there. So not if, much chasing them. If the Rams beat Arizona mm-hmm. and Minnesota beats Jacksonville, yeah, they would be in a tie for the seventh uh, playoff spot. Wow. Really? That's all they yeah. need? Yeah. We're not forgetting anyone? So Seattle, no. the Rams would make it. No, it's New Orleans, Seattle, Green Bay, NFC East as your four top mm-hmm. seeds. Then Tampa seven and four, Rams seven and four, Arizona six and five, Minnesota and Chicago are five and six. No kidding. Yep. I guess that's it. Well, the, um, you talk about like offensive rookie of the year. It's Justin Herbert and Jefferson is making a move. Like he was, he had another good uh, game today. They had two touchdowns. Yeah, it's funny. My son and I bought a bunch of football cards because he's mm-hmm. really into football cards. So it's like, which cards do you protect in the really nice protector? Protect Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson, Herbert, Tua, and Burrow. Those are like the top four. And oh, then that's it, nice. Then there's a whole other level of like Clyde and Chase Young and right, you know right. Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, all those dudes. But Jefferson and the quarterbacks are the four best, I think. Yeah, that's fun. He's really good. That was a great trade. That was one of my favorite trades in a while. Diggs for Jefferson, basically. Yeah, basically. I mean, they were basically even going into today. And then uh, I think Jefferson went ahead. All right, next next game is Raiders Jets, our last poop fecta game. It's mm-hmm. at the Jets. Raiders, I have favored by seven. Yeah, you're gonna get this. I went way high. So, I mean, come on, seven. It's seven and a half. How could anyone give anything less than ten to the Jets? They're they're definitely going zero sixteen here. So they're so bad. This tease won this week, and it's probably gonna win again next week. What did we say the Vikings line was? Vikings is nine and a half. Yeah, so you do a seven-point tease with the Vikings Raiders right now, and it's basically you're betting uh, that those teams are going to continue to tank. It's a good bet. The the Jets tease you like they'll be winning 3 nothing or something, and then they absolutely don't show up for the second half or the second quarter or any of those quarters in between. Like, I don't get, maybe there's weather or something. I don't know how the Raiders would blow this. Well, one thing with... We talked about how we know Giants fans. We also know Jets fans. Mm -hmm. Jets fans deep down know that their team is going to fuck this up and win one of these games down the stretch. It's going to happen. Well, They're they're in pole position and they're going to fuck it up because they're the Jets and they're going to end up winning one of these games. And and not only winning it, but it's going to be one of those like a 40-yard touchdown with 10 (laughs) seconds left or 59-yard field goal. It's going to be this gut-wrenching win. Right. And they're, they're all going to flip out. And it'll probably happen like right around Christmas. Yeah. Maybe for a true right. holiday punch to the boss. But they could be one in 15 and still get that number one, right? You don't hey, think yeah, Jacksonville won the, I don't know. Well, Jacksonville's doing their best. They brought in freaking Mike Glennon. Um, <laughs> all right. Three more games. Let's take a quick break. Businesses have had to be flexible this year from working remotely to pivoting their business models for long-term survival and growth. You've seen restaurants trying to figure out a little outdoor dining, how to do more takeout, curbside delivery, um, stuff like that. You've also like, look at the ringer. (laughs) We figured out how to do all of our podcasts remotely. We've learned how to do things that honestly we didn't know how to do in February. So if you're in charge of hiring for your business, These pivots have made your job even more challenging, especially if you have to hire for brand new roles. Thankfully, one place you can always count on. 
to make hiring faster and easier. ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. When you post as a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job boards with one click. And then ZipRecruiter's powerful technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job, actively invites them to apply. No wonder four to five employers that post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself right now. ZipRecruiter, try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Let ZipRecruiter take hiring off your plate so you can focus on growing your business. ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, three night games next week. Sunday night is Chiefs-Broncos. Do we know if Drew Locke will be in this game? He probably will be, right? They made a line, and I'll give you a hint. They made a line based on him playing or one of those guys playing. Yeah, Right, that's what I figured. So I got Chiefs by 14 and a half over the Broncos. All right, I said 16 because that's more accurate. But FanDuel agrees with you. It's 13 and a half. What's the score between us right Hold now? Hold on, now I think you're uh, now I think you're within one now. It's oh, eight yeah. seven. Oh, there are two yeah. Monday games. There's no yeah. line. There's no line on Baltimore Dallas. So if you win this, you tie me. And I why was is off, there a line on Baltimore Dallas? I, I guess they nineteen don't know guys have COVID on the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, nineteen's the magic number. They don't know about Lamar, but Lamar will play. I would have guessed Ravens by nine over the Cowboys. No, I said seven. But. Okay. Um, all right. Now, I was off by half a point here, so you basically have to get it exactly. Mm. Buffalo, 49ers. Yep. Yeah. 49ers, Bills. It's in San Francisco. Well, yeah. Wherever they're playing, yeah. Oh, so you think this, this actually, they're going to shut this down and make them play it in, like, where? What do you mean, I think? There's a, there's a whole order. They can't play there. I don't know. Will they have to go to, like, the, 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 soccer, like the, the soccer stadium in San Diego or something? Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> I, I have uh, the 49ers by one. All right. So you were way off anyway. It's Buffalo by three. I said two and a half. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Buffalo by three. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that line. All right. You That's won another week. One. That's a tough one. I, another. My Was that my third? What are we? Eight, three, and two you are now. Our bye week teams are the Bucks. And the, the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. This is the latest I remember a bye week in a while. Yeah, it does seem a little you, late. You usually knock them out by Thanksgiving. Did you have the first twangs is, twinges of sadness that football is going to end soon? Yeah, I'm getting there. A well, it's, it's one way or another. I mean, with all this COVID. It literally might end soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it is weird, right? We only have, a, like, I was looking at, I can name Tampa Bay's four opponents. Like, that's how late in the season we are now. Hmm. Uh, all right, it's time for Parent Corner, brought to you by CarMax, America's number one used car retailer. Whether you're buying or selling, our friends at CarMax are on your side with the seven-day money-back guarantee at CarMax. You've got a full week to decide if it's the right car for you or simply return it for a full refund, no questions asked. And if it's time to sell, stop by CarMax today to get a custom offer on your car, leave with payment in hand, or take a week to think it over. Car buying, car selling, the way it should be at CarMax. Check them out today at CarMax.com. Sal, you have the floor. All right. Uh, Thanksgiving, obviously. Thursday, we usually have about 20 people over. You know, I have like Don Barris, crazy Don and his girlfriend. And we have a few friends and whatever. My mother will bring a friend or whatever. Well, we cut it down to 17. No, we had no. It was uh, it was just my family, my mother and father, my sister. And so we went around the table. We always 
say what we're thankful for. And, mm. you know, it's a little emotional this year. I don't know if you do it. Do you do that or you just go right to the eating? We do. Kyle, uh, nephew Kyle was at Thanksgiving yeah. with us and he gave an emotional little speech about he the stuff he was thankful for. Yeah. Yeah. It's an emotional year, right? It's like, yeah. wow, we, we got to Thanksgiving. Uh, who the hell knew? I'm, I'm looking at older people. I'm like, you know, thank God you're still with us. Let's right. keep this going. And uh, then after that, we decided to play a game of telephone, which I was like, all right, I just want to eat. You know, I want to I want to finish off these last 17,000 calories and and lay down. So they're like, no, no, we'll play telephone. So you whisper in someone's ear and it goes around the table and whatever you've originally whispered is usually screwed up and you get a laugh at the end. So I think I whispered into my wife's ear something like uh, I wish football was going on so I didn't have to talk to these people. So um, she then changed it to um, Trump wears a red tie. And I hear her say that. Uh, and I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. So here's the dynamic. My mother and sister are big Biden or anti-Trump. And my father is a big Trumper. My father parks in front of Fox News for 14 hours a day. <laughs> and so if this gets to him in any certain way, but this is like, you know, like, OK, everyone's being cool. We did the nice thing where we said what we're thankful for. Trump has a red tie, but I could see two moves ahead. So I know this is going to go sideways in a minute. It gets to my mother and sister. And it turns into Trump is a big lie or Trump's administration is a big lie. And then that's whispered to my six-year-old who has to whisper that to my father that Trump is a big lie. And then he's like, oh, really? Oh, we're going to get political now. And like, oh, just don't. Like, and then we start talking about votes and counting votes. I'm like, stop, please stop. This is now we're all of a sudden the punchline to every late night joke about the, the arguing the at the table. Yeah, but yes. And like my six-year-old is like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> All I did was repeat what was said to me. Why is why is everyone screaming? We were just laughing a minute ago. And, uh, and uh, so I, I got in front of it. So, but I guess the moral story is for once, my wife was the um, troublemaker. It wasn't me because I know that was going to go really badly. Uh, but cooler heads prevailed and we didn't talk politics for the rest of the night. But could, no but food the, fight? The kids were upset. <laughs> What's that? No, no food, food fight? fight? No, no, no. No, I had I'd eaten everything on the table. So there wasn't room for that. Man. Oh, tense Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. We had, uh, we finished dinner. There was no football game. Mm -hmm. And then Kyle disappeared in another room and just took, fell asleep, <laughs> passed out. He'd had like, I don't know, three or four cocktails and a lot of turkey. It was right. just passed out on a couch. My kids thought this was hilarious. <laughs> ben goes over the Sharpie and oh, draws no. a giant dick on his arm in a Sharpie, which Kyle didn't realize happened. Kyle? When did you find the dick on your body? Let's see, just show us, Kyle. It's still there. Uh, Zoe, Zoe came up to me and oh, I washed it off. It, it, <laughs> it took a lot of scrubbing, but Zoe came up to me and like pointed it out. And I, I did. I thought I was dreaming, but no, that's your kid. Oh, Zoe told you? Yeah, she woke me up and and told me. Oh, Ben, well, she ben pointed, was. I found out by myself. If well, you had to put odds on it, just seeing it on your arm, you would have thought Ben like minus two thousand, right? Yeah, and he's he's drawn many of them before. It oh, was, I see. It was, okay, it was like a professional drawn dick. <laughs> no, I think she drew it, but at at Ben's behest. Oh, really? So oh. anyway, yeah. Um, so that was so you you had you had a political argument. I had dicks being drawn on arms. Yeah, um, I, I would have traded with you. Yeah. So do you do you are you at the stage with your kids where they want to watch a movie that you know is terrible, and you Not try to yet. talk them out of it? but they're just, they won't be denied because they've had success with stuff like Karate Kid, some of the stuff from the past. 
What What do you mean they've had success? I mean, you've pushed that on them, right? Yeah, but I'm saying yeah. because there's been good examples, they're uh-huh. like, why can't we watch this one? And you go, no, no, that one's a bad one. Right, yeah. So my son, we, we watch both, but we watch Bad News Bears and Bad News Bears and Breaking Training. Bad News mm-hmm. Bears and Breaking Training, I think is one of my son's top five favorite movies. Really? And has held up shockingly well. Really? Like just shockingly well. It's a little incorrect, but um, it's just Which really one? funny. Is that the Astrodome? Is that the one that yeah, ends they, in the Astrodome? They, yeah, okay. Kelly drives fly. the van. They go, yeah. Engelbert jumps out to take a dump in the, in the, right. hey, all of it, every beat is good. It's almost perfect. It's got the let them play. It's like a perfect 70s movie. So some, he loves ra- it. Some racist stuff though, right? Or no? In the first one? It's like no? incorrect. Now gotcha. the first one's more, the first one's a little first less PC. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was the seventies shit happens. Right. Yeah. But I've never let my son watch the third one. Bad news bears go to Japan, which is one of the worst oh, sports yeah. movies of all time. <laughs> it's, it's one of the worst movies ever. And my son's like, no, no, we're going to watch it. And I'm like, no, no, we're not going to watch it. I'm telling you, it's one of the worst movies. That, no, no, no. Maybe you don't remember. It was no, I'm like, no, I'm positive. It's terrible. I'm positive. Yeah. There's it's, one of the five or 10 worst movies anyone's ever made. No, no, let's see what Kelly's in it. So he's now he's on IMDb. He's like, Kelly's in it. It's gotta mm-hmm. be good. Kelly's in it. I'm like, Kelly looks <laughs> like he's 30 in this one. No, no, no. So anyway, he makes us watch it. I, I, I can't tell you how bad it was. I really think it might be the worst movie of all time. And with 10 minutes left, he starts yelling at me. He's like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, oh my God, I told you for seven days in a row. No, no we can't watch this. Um, it was so bad and it kind of ruined our Saturday night post Tyson Jones. Wait, who's the Walter Matthau in that? It's Tony Curtis. Okay. So it's Walter Matthau in the first one, William Devane in the second one. Right. Who's great. William Devane is like lights out as Kelly's estranged father. Really good. And then Tony Curtis in the third one, who's just exceptionally unlikable and terrible. And the movies, it's super racist, like in just kind of an atrocious way. It's not funny. The baseball is like unbelievably dumb. Guys are batting out of order. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really think about like Rocky five, Fletch two, like some of those you think are the, the worst sequels ever. I really think pound for pound, bad news bears go well, to Japan. I was just going to say to you, I have a great idea for a podcast and I just need Spotify. I just want Spotify to give me $17 million for it. Can you get that okay. for me? You, yeah, you, you can. You will. What, what's the idea? Worst threes. Worst threes. So you could preview Godfather 3. I know you're doing rewatchables anyway, and it's a great franchise. But worst threes is rewatchables threes. It could be Bad News Bears go to Japan. It could be Reggie Miller's three against the Knicks, where he really traveled or got whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's just he, anything with a three that's just terrible. pull the threes. Yeah. Threes all over the place. We're well, the, the Karate Kid 3 was oh, yeah. also atrocious, but is really funny, though. Yeah. Like you watch that one, it's now a comedy. It's coward. Really good. the guy the guy the rich billionaire devotes his life to destroying this fucking high school kid based on based on a grudge he held 60 years ago from some guy who lives 10,000 miles away that movie but it's it's fun it's like unintentionally hilarious yeah yeah, bad news bears goes to japan is not there's no nothing good fun. Sometimes it's Japan awful. pays dividends. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. It's really, really horrible. Anyway, um, 
That's a good I think one. I won this one over my son, though, because now he believes me when I'm adamantly telling him not to get one. Anyway, so that yeah. was my uh, my Thanksgiving holiday. Dicks on nice. Kyle's arm and bad news bears goes <laughs> to Japan. And then Tyson Jones. That could be a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, want to say something about the golf. I know. Uh, do you have to sign off on Parent Corner? What? Yeah, let's sign off on Parent Corner. All right, that was Parent Corner brought to you by CarMax, America's number one used car retailer. Car buying, car selling, the way it should be. Check them out today at CarMax.com. I, the the golf, I get it. House called it. I was wrong. He had Mickelson, the pro, and Barkley against Manning and Curry. And this set me in a tailspin because I had a lot of money on Manning and Curry. I've seen enough of Barkley's swing to know that Mickelson, even though it's his course, he owns the course, he's not going to be able to dig himself out. What I didn't know and what I don't think House knows knew, I'm going to have to check with him, is that oftentimes Barkley was teeing off 90 yards closer than the other three. How is this not stipulated? I read seven articles on this before I bet, made the bet. You don't see this anywhere that Barkley's teeing off closer than these guys. And what it allowed for them to do is sometimes on the par fours, they would use Barkley's tee shot, right? Because it's a scram. They're alternating. And then like Mickelson does the approach shot. So they're on the green. And then Barkley can't really screw up from there. I freaking, I, I can't believe that. They got to get rid of these bets. I'm sorry. I used to love the gadget bets. I'm done with them now. So he was like teeing off from the whites. It was ridiculous, and everybody was okay with it because I guess it was prearranged. And and then plus he had the game of his his day of his life uh, shooting. So yeah, he was way ahead of everything. So your big losses were Barkley hitting off the white tees, <laughs> yeah, and and a fight that was scored by Vinny Pazienza. No, and no, then Nate, and then uh, Nate, Nate Robinson. Robinson not not coming yes. through. Those and were the, your three losses and the Colts. Oh, you stayed and, away from Tyson. Yeah, I stayed away from that. And, oh, we can go back. I mean, I had, I had the freaking Lions and I had the Cowboys on Thursday. So you had the Lions? Why'd I love the that? Lions. I just love Why? Them. Because teams that got shut out the week before were 12, 5, and 1 against the spread the following week. And oh I'm like, this God. is where Stafford steps up. And he stepped that was into a such a sad shit. football Thanksgiving. It was bad. I know. It was just nothing was fun about it. And then we had no night game. It was. You didn't think fourth and 10, the, the reverse for uh, minus no. two? With the, oh, I thought that I was a good call. Um, what do you got to play? Uh, Fox Bet Live. I'm on 5 p.m. Eastern time on FS1. Extra points. Yes, listen to us. Go to uh, extrapoints.com. Brother Bry from Against All Odds picked 10 to 1 odds that Mahomes would have the most passing yards. Those are free picks on extra points. Wow. Dot com. Yeah, he Good was one. third, by the way. Like, Ryan was first, and I forget who was second, but Mahomes 10-1. to 1. Uh, No Thursday game, and pre-order my book. You can't lose them all at uh, Barnes & Noble or wherever you pre-order stuff like that. All right, Cuss. Good job by you. Good job by you, Billy. That's it for the podcast. Don't forget, new rewatchables coming Monday night. Wall Street. Michael Douglas, classic. He won the Oscar for it. Uh, it is Weirdly timeless. So we have that coming up. New book of basketball coming this week as well. And don't forget about TV concierge on Spotify where uh, we're going to be cranking that back up this week. And I'm going to have, I'm going to have the first one and it's going to be about a movie that was on either Hulu or Netflix. I don't want to spoil it for you, but I will tweet out the link when, uh, when we put it up or just subscribe on Spotify back on this feed on Tuesday. See you then. I